Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. I hope you are having an amazing day. Today, we're going to be speaking about something that God himself says will be a constant. It will remain even as other things come and go. And this is the context, the concept of sowing and reaping, sowing and harvest. While many of us listening to this today may not be farmers, the concept is still important. The way scripture phrases this concept and returns to it over and over means we should probably get it right in our minds of how it applies to us today, even if we feel like we are the farthest thing from farmers ever. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who tune in week in and week out, welcome back. As far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday, and the point is simply for us to grab a cup of coffee, tea, perhaps in traffic or dropping your kids off at school, perhaps at gym, and we just want to spend some time together, 10, 15 minutes talking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus, to live for the King and His kingdom. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on, and let's dive into today's session. I want to read a verse from Genesis chapter 8 and then unpack it a little bit. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says this, while the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. We have to ask ourselves, what, what, what's going on here? What, what's God saying? This is just after the flood uh, and, and Noah is kind of uh, having a moment with God and, and God is setting up what Noah can expect in this new world. So everything's been made clean. There's a brand new slate. And yet God says to him, listen, while the earth remains, these things are still going to be the same. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And we understand all of those in terms of seasons and time. But then God also says, seed time and harvest. What Noah was hearing at this point uh, is that this is, these are the things that will not change. If we go back to Genesis chapter 1, we discover what Noah would have understood. In Genesis 1, we find the creation account. And to us, it seems like just a description of what happens on each of the seven days of creation. But to a Hebrew, it reads more like a poem of how God created the universe. If you're familiar with the verses, day one is when God creates light and dark. Day two is when God separates the waters from the sky. And then day three comes along. And day three, Genesis 1 verse 9, it says, God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruits in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. What happens after the flood, it's almost like God did a reboot on the system. And the original operating system for earth had always included the ability for life to continue through this process of seeds. Right from the beginning of creation, God puts in to life the ability to reproduce through seed. You read through <clears throat> the rest of the creation narrative and, and God gives the animals the ability to recreate after their own kind and, and humanity. God in his infinite wisdom wrote this code into the original design of the universe that everything that has life also has seed so that life can continue. Some of us think of our ability to do something great or worthwhile for God in this world um, as dependent on where we come from or the legacy we've inherited. Can I just for a moment say that God at the beginning of day three had dirt, air, and water to work with. That's all he had. But he speaks a word and he creates forests and gardens. Your seed 
what you have, your abilities, is not dependent on where you come from, but on who spoke a word over you, and his name is Jesus. Today, don't look at the situation around you and let that determine what you think you have to offer. Understand that God has called you by name, and because you have life in your lungs, you have seed to sow, and attached to every seed is life and harvest. Let that sink in for a moment. You have something worth giving, and attached to that is more life. There is something that you can contribute to this world because of what God has spoken over you. But let's unpack this just a little bit more. So number one, let's talk about the seed. Everything God creates has that has life has seed in it, and it is dis- designed to be planted out. Every single plant was designed with a type of seed in order to plant out more plants. Every animal, as we mentioned, has seed to reproduce itself. You and I have stuff inside of us, and not just biological here, but in every sense, we have abilities that when we sow, creates increase, it creates more life. I believe that when God gives you life, when you receive salvation, you're reborn, and new life floods through you, he places seed in you that isn't designed for you. The seed within the tree is not for the tree, but it is in the tree so that there can be another tree. Let me say that again. The seed within the tree is not for the tree, but it is in the tree so that there can be another tree. In essence, the seed exists in the tree so that there can be more life beyond the tree. Within every creature in the world is the ability to create new life, and it isn't for them, but it is in them so that new life can come from them. Can I tell you that God has placed something inside of you that isn't for you, but it is in you so that there can be even more life beyond you? You have a seed in you, and its purpose is new life. It's to bring greater life to this world. The problem is so few people ever realize they have a seed, and even fewer people choose to let go of it and allow it to produce life outside of themselves. Now, I cannot tell you what that seed is. That's for you to discern. That's for you to figure out. If you have believed for years that you've got no potential, that you're worth nothing, believing that you don't have anything to give, then believing you have a seed is going to be difficult. And that's why I started by saying we need a new understanding of potential. You have something. It may be a story. It may be an ability. But it is in you because God has spoken over you. One thing I know for certain is that you were created by God, and that means you have something. One thing I'm learning about um, just the idea of pregnancy is that everyone waits for the day when you've been, when what you have been carrying arrives. Everyone waits for the delivery day. And I would wager that all of heaven is waiting for that day when you decide to let what you've been carrying come out and bring new life to the world. As I said, I can't tell you what that seed is, but I know you have something to sow. The second thing uh, we need to understand is harvest time. Harvest time is important. <clears throat> But let's say that your issue is not seed. For a moment, let's just pause that, put a pin in that. Let's say you have sown and you've, you've put out the testimony and the gifting. Let's for a moment imagine you're in that you're a space where you're, listen, you're listening to this and you already are a sower of seed. Then what? Well, every farmer knows you can't sow on Monday and harvest on Tuesday. There is a time when nothing seems to happen because it's all happening beneath the surface. The, seeds need to, the seed needs to break open, almost die to itself. Roots need to go down and get nutrients. Long before a shoot is seen above the ground, beneath the ground, in the dark and the unseen, things are happening. When we sow, there may be a season where we see nothing come of it. We give and give and give and nothing. We speak and we speak and we speak and nothing. We serve and we serve and we serve and nothing. Can I encourage you, don't give up on the seed because you can't see what's happening. It is seed time and harvest time. That word and here is so profound because it's okay 
for a season to be in the and space. It's not sowing time. It's not harvest time. You're in the and space. You've got to trust that what God is doing with your seed is greater than what you can see or uh, feel. And so if you're in that and space, perhaps you've sown and now you're kind of going, well, what's next? Can I encourage you until harvest day, keep trusting and keep going because one day the harvest will come. And this is my final thought. Harvest time is awesome. It's that moment where you see the potential in your seed become a reality. Your years of parenting become a young adult who loves Jesus, who's confident and know, they're in, know who they are in Christ. You have sown for years in your business and now you get to a point where you have a greater level of freedom and influence than you ever imagined. A season of working hard results in recognition and promotion. Harvest time is awesome. The thing is though, and I want to kind of preempt this, what we need to remember about harvest time is that this is a time where we not only enjoy the fruits of our labor, but we receive more seed and more potential to see life blossom beyond us. So your harvest time, yes, you enjoy it. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Enjoy that moment, but also recognize that inherent within that moment is more seed. And that seed might be sown in a different field. It might be a different thing. So at the end of a hard uh, season in work, you may come away with a greater level of influence. And now instead of sowing in action, you sow leadership. Perhaps after years, as I mentioned, of parenting, you are now reaping the rewards of having an incredible relationship with your kids. Now instead of being uh, th that parent that has to define everything, now you become an advisor who comes alongside and helps. But it's still seed. So here's the thing. Seed time and harvest time remain. God made that promise. It's not going anywhere. That principle, this process is constant. And so as I end, can I leave you with three questions depending on where you find yourself in this process? Number one, what are you doing with your seed? What are you sowing? If you have that mentality where I've got nothing to give, can I encourage you? Stop it. Stop thinking like that. God has spoken a word over you. If he can turn dirt and water and air into forests and gardens, he can turn your life into the most fruitful thing you can imagine. Number two, how are you handling the end? Perhaps you're in that space between sowing and harvest. Are you trusting? Are you believing? Are you keeping on keeping on? And then lastly, what is your approach to harvest time? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But also recognize that there is greater seed inherent in every harvest. I hope this has encouraged you. I hope this has inspired you to sow, to, to wait well, and to harvest well. Have an incredible week. We will see you same time, same place next week.